As I said earlier on, uh, today we've got Mark and Julia Pratton. The girls have gone upstairs with young people. Uh, Mark and Julia have been working with uh, Youth with a Mission for how many years? <laughs> 21 years. Sorry to put you on the spot there. For a long time. Um, and because we've got a relationship, because we support them, it's great that we're able to hear from them today. And uh, actually, I'm going to um, give the space to Mark and Julia now. And then we'll uh, share communion together and we'll have a chance to to punish them and put them in the middle and pray and bless them, you know. But, um, yeah, so good to have you, Mark and Julia. It's wonderful to be back. Uh has got lots of wonderful memories for us. I think I met my wife just near the coffee bar area uh, in the 80s, and I think I got baptised about here in 1985, so a very special place, but more importantly, the people. Um, It's wonderful for us to know that um, you're a part of us down in far away as Cornwall, and we can be a part of you as well, and so it's really special to be back this morning. Thank you so much for your prayers and support that keeps us going, pushing us on with God. Really appreciate it. So a quick survey to start, a bit of interact, interactivity. Um, has anybody here not been to Cornwall yet at all? Anybody not been to Cornwall? Well, that's interesting. I can't see any hands. Well, that's great. Okay. Um, has anybody been to Red Ruth? Hands up for that. So you've all been to Red Ruth. It's about half probably haven't. Okay, that's interesting. Well, we're living in Lana, which is a small village, about 1,000, 1,500 people, just outside Redruth. And um, Redruth is not a very attractive town. It's got lots of uh, amazing history. It's got mining heritage. It was, in the 1830s to 1850s, it was the, the richest place in the country because of the tin and copper mining that was going on. And then that disappeared, and then the miners disappeared. And um, the place is struggled since, to be honest with you. Um, the people are lovely. They got full of character, full of pride. Um, God's got given us a real heart for, for Red Ruth and uh, for the county itself. That's where Julia grew up as a child in the village. So I want to invite you to feel free to come and visit us. We've had a number of you come to visit our house, and you'd be most welcome to pop in, even if it's just a cup of tea. That'd be great. Um, at the end of the service, we've got a thanks to our children who are <clears throat> better with technology than we are. Uh, we've got a, a PowerPoint presentation that you can enjoy while you're drinking your tea and coffee. So yeah, just a potted history of us. Uh, for those that don't know us, yeah, we we saw the Anastasis, the most ship here in Bristol in 1993, and ended up joining up as crew in 1995 and did a training school there became crew on board for a couple of years. Then, uh, for health reasons, we had to come back to the UK, and we ended up working with Youth of Mission in Harpenden in Hertfordshire, which is a big uh, training campus, training missionaries as they come and go to different nations. 
and Julian and I worked a lot of the time in the background, pastoral care for people, supporting them, um, feeding them, feeding them spiritually and physically. Julia was the, the cook there, and I was in personnel and staff care. Um, then in um, 2012, we had a series of disasters or bereavements, really, uh, it, within our family, which meant we had to reevaluate where we were and what we were doing. And God clearly spoke through that time that um, he was calling us to Cornwall and there was something important for us to do down there. So um, God's given us the uh, responsibility, if you will, or the calling to um, go to Cornwall and to uh, lay foundations for a youth of the mission presence down there, whether that be training or discipleship or working, partnering with churches. So, uh, so far it's just us, um, just the four of us, but um, we're looking forward to another family joining us in September. Um, we've known them for a long time, they've got two girls, and uh, it's going to be wonderful to be a team um, at last. And I, what I wanted to share with you this morning was some of the lessons that we've kind of learned as we've had this two or three years in the, in the wilderness, physically, in, in a sense, um, yeah, so what we've been doing in the meantime, some of the things we've been doing is a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer in the villages and the towns. Um, feels like you're sort of digging trenches in the spiritual sense, <clears throat> just to prepare the ground for God. And I've been trying to get involved where I can in, in anything that God's doing. Um, I, I help out the food bank, um, which is quite a good, strong, uh, warm, hospital environment, in not just providing people with food, but also um, uh, providing uh, a listening ear and referrals to debt advice and that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> I get involved in street pastoring. Anybody do street pastoring or heard of it? You heard of it? I'll do it, yeah. Well, um, we do that in Redruth, and um, it's quite tiring, and sometimes there's not much, not much going on. But to be honest with you, I found that a really good way to share my testimony, my faith, um, you're not supposed to be outwardly um, sharing our faith unless we're specifically asked but so many people do ask because they're intrigued why Christians would be out on the streets in the middle of the night so that's been fantastic um, we've hosted a lot of outreach teams and um, we've uh, I do regular prayer walking with some church leaders in, in Red Ruth itself um, Julie and I help run a kids group in the village and a youth group as well and um, Julia because we're partly looking after Julia's dad who's got vascular dementia he's still he's doing well really because he's still living independently uh, in his own home with the help of us and some carers and um, so Julia's that's been Julia's main main thrust as it were but she's really involved in the community of, of carers which uh, involves memory cafes and uh, carer forums and that sort of thing so that's been a valuable point um, coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, there's an event called Catalyst which is similar to the big, big church day out it's where we're trying to showcase all the different things that churches and ministries are doing in the county to, um, to encourage the church to see well there's lots of things going on that they could be involved with so um, that's an event that's got an exhibition and live bands, workshop, magicians, um, hot air balloons, and um, 
all sorts of things that's going on in a, in a tourist um, attraction near, near Red Roof. So I feel that's really significant, and to be involved in that is really a real privilege. So um, that's coming up on the 2nd of May, Bank Holiday Monday, if anybody's in the area. I know we had the Goddards came along last time. It's great. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm involved in. You've been looking at Understanding Mission, and um, it's been great through the internet. I was able to listen to Paul Taylor as he shared about um, um, he shared about identity, availability, and obedience. And it's a real clear communication there from Paul, and uh, God really used it to speak to us as well. So thank you for that, Paul. Um, as for, for me today, I wanted to share a bit about perseverance. Now, perseverance means to steadfastly or determinedly persist in something, or it's the steadfast pursuit of an objective. And as I say, these few, few years have felt like a real training ground or a time for opportunity for personal growth for us. I'm going to invite my wife, Julia, to um, read some verses from Hebrews. Thank you, Julia. So Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25, and this is from the New International Version, a call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. Verse 35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And then moving on to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Thank you, Julia. I love those verses. For us, we, we've got a conviction that we're in the right place at the right time. He's given us a love for the county of Cornwall, 
and there's many positives. Some of those positives are good things happening. I'm witnessing a real unity building across denominations, across the whole county. There's a group called Worshipping Friends, which is just an informal group from any church. And they go um, and they worship, they just worship God, whether it be a, an open field or a, a, village, a village hall or um, somebody's lounge. And that's just spreading around the county. It's, it's so encouraging. I mentioned to you about the street pastors, the opportunities to share there. Um, even in the village, um, we got, although the, the church numbers themselves in our little village Methodist church are quite static, we're seeing um, quite a, a significant growth in our messy church and getting large numbers there, which we're hoping to build upon. We're seeing um, worship on the streets um, springing up from town to town. People with a real heart to bring worship on the streets, and then with that, um, real sort of divine appointments with people, and, and just people coming to know the Lord on the street, really. Uh, a friend of ours who carries the cross around from place to place, he was on BBC Two a few years ago, you may have seen it, but... Um, he has um, started a group for, well, who should I, how should I call it? They're um, sort of gentlemen with, with hoodies that um, they, they would struggle in a service like this because they might be heckling all the time or um, well, they still got... Um, anyway, he started this group for young Christians that have committed their lives on the street but um, need a, di- a different environment in which to grow. So... Um, Every week they're having baked beans on toast and then opening the Bible together and, and getting to the, the nitty-gritty of what God's got for them. So that's that, just the potential of that is really exciting. Got open door in our, in our village um, primary school. Um, I go in and listen to the kids read there. And they're very keen to, to have input from, from the church and from Christians at the moment. So, yeah, lots of positive things happening. But dark days do come. It does rain in Cornwall. Uh, in fact, I remember a few months ago they said on the radio, it's like in the last 68 days we've had one day that hasn't had any rain. Um, so that can be a bit depressing. But, um, yeah, we've had struggles in that um, I mentioned to you our, our role on the ship and our role in Hertfordshire um, has mainly been to do with being in community, and so we found ourselves in a quiet village in Cornwall, and we haven't had that immediate community around ourselves, which has been a struggle from time to time. Um, Sometimes we think, well, where's the visible fruit of what we're actually doing? Um, It can be disheartening. And the enemy can chip away at our self-worth and our identity. Do you really know what you're doing you're just wasting your time here. Nothing's going to really change. So, yeah, we, we have frustrations that we're not seeing change as, as fast as we would like. And we were expected to be a, a big growing team within sort of 12 months of being down there. And that's, for various reasons, that's not happened as quick as we'd like. So that's been a, a, a source of frustration. We have the family pressure of of Julia doing such sterling work with her dad, and we're all trying to support in that, but um, 
as many of you know, dealing with dementia can be very uh, stressful and um, a real stretch for a family and for the girls as well, um, just missing out on time with each other. So that has been another pressure upon us. And just moving to Cornwall for me is, um, it is, it's not exactly a different country, but in many ways it is a different culture. Um, the way they do things and um, the way the people are. So that's been a whole adaptation process for us. So um, we've been learning or trying to learn that it's up to us to, to strengthen ourselves in the Lord as opposed to relying on outward circumstances or, or other people that might have helped us. And I'm reminded of Psalm 42, verse 5, where um, Paul says, um, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so, sorry, David, not Paul. Why, my soul, are you down, downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. So oftentimes we have to speak to our souls to arise and stand up and don't let the negative things cast us down. There's a, there's a spiritual wet blanket that can come over us, perhaps an apathy that can almost exist in the, in the villages that are very sleepy and are happy for nothing to change. So whether we like it or not, there is a spiritual battle going on every day and it's up to us to be on our guard to war against that. Because as we read in the scripture, sin easily entangles. Easily entangles. So how much on guard am I? It's important to recognise what season we're in. Um, for us, we've got a completely different season to what we're used to. Um, and for you also, maybe you may be coming into a season that's totally different to what you're used to or even what you expected it to be like. But God has other ways than our, than our ways. So the Bible reminds us that uh, without vision, the people perish. So we're compelled by God's call and, and it's God's call that is sustaining us. And when we've got that vision, we can endure so when I, when I struggle at times, I um, go back to God and I remember, remember those things that I feel he's spoken to us. And that would include things like, um, we've had pictures of, of like the, uh, the map of the country and streams running down from, from Hertfordshire, where we've got connections with Wyoming and Harpenden, and all the, over the country, and, and going back the other way as well, up to Bristol and up further north. And the streams representing people, a lot of it young people, um, being trained, discipled, and then going out and being used by God. So hold on to the truth of that vision and that uh, dream that he's put within our hearts. And also when we went to, down to Cornwall, we had, as people prayed for us, they had pictures of us as, as miners um, down in the depths, digging out. Uh, treasured precious stones and seeking, seeking the preciousness of the stones and bringing them up to the surface. So what's your call? What's your vision? You've got to run with endurance the race that's marked out for us. 
So each one of us has got a race that's marked out for us. And we're going to come against barriers. We're going to come against walls. And I guess easy, it's sometimes easy to perhaps uh, go to one side of the wall and just ignore it. But then eventually God might bring us around to those walls again and we can choose to face it with him, face that wall and tackle it with him. So let's learn to accept the teaching that God can give us day by day. Um, God's also spoken to us about perspective. I remember going to, um, there's a beach, we live only 15 minutes from a beach, and um, it took me down to the beach at Port Town, and you can walk down to the shoreline, wonderful view, out to see the horizon, fantastic. But then God said to me, no, I want you to go up on that headland a bit further round. So I came off the beach and then up to the headland. And um, I was just amazed by the sight of the beach below, but not only that, but the amazing sight of, I could see the next bay, I could see the lighthouse beyond that, and I could see the other direction as well. And God said to me, well, look, you know, you're seeing things from the shoreline, you think you've got a very good vision, but um, in fact, I can see a lot more than you can see. So, please trust me. So, just a reminder about perspective there. And he said to us, I called you to be a Christian, and you're in the Christian faith. So that means you're walking by faith, not necessarily by sight, by what's just in front of your eyes from day to day. Continuing on the analogy of the beach, Um, often down in Cornwall unfortunately I don't like surfing but it's a shame I could have had plenty of good time surfing but um, you'll see the surfers out there and they're not doing much they're just bobbing up and down doing very little it would seem but of course they're just waiting for the wave waiting for the wave to come and um, eventually it will come and they ride the wave, or try to ride the wave. So that was a reminder to me, am I, am I patient enough to wait, to wait on God and to ride that wave with him when it comes, and not to preempt the wave, because that, that won't get me very far. Talking about perseverance, I think there's also a danger. And I was just looking at verses in, um, in Revelation were the letter to the church in Ephesus, just a few verses from there. These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered, and you have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And that, I guess that really spoke to me about, um, yes, how important it is to persevere. But why are we doing it anyway? Uh, it's not all about just gritting our teeth and bearing it. It's about, it's the love of God that motivates us. It's the love of God within us 
to reach out to others to share. Um, and without that love, we're, no, we're nothing. So let's not lose sight of our first love. I'd like to read a few uh, verses. It's uh, the verses that Julia read, actually, from Hebrews 12, but this time from the message version. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with that. We'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there, in the place of honour, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he ploughed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. So it's a slightly different take to the last few verses in Hebrews. So there's a few lessons that we're trying to learn. So what's the Lord saying to us today? Is he giving us a fresh call to persevere in your own personal circumstances? Is he reminding you to look for his perspective in your situation? Is he calling you back to him as your first love? What season are you in? Are you entering something different? Is God calling you to something new and something different? Amen.